This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Go. Welcome back to The Der Show. Um, today I want to talk about um, one person for a while. Uh, her name is uh, Rina Workman, uh, R-Y-N-A Workman, W-O-R-K-M-A-N. You wouldn't know that um, from um, uh, reading a um, statement made by the NYU, New York University Student Bar Association, which uh, essentially praises Hamas for for murdering and raping um, um, Jewish women and children. Um, uh, the letter is just signed uh, Rina uh, with the name NYU Student Bar Association, but um, um, I found out from students at NYU who she is. Her name is Rina Workman. Um, and uh, she supports uh, rape, uh, murder, uh, as long as the victims are are, are Jews. Um, and um, her name must be broadcast all over uh, because enough of students, bigoted students, hiding behind their organization names. Um, she's trying to re remain anonymous, um, as are the students from the 30 clubs or so at Harvard, including Amnesty International. None of the student names appear, but it says that hundreds and hundreds of students support these rapists and and murderers and 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 kidnappers. And I have now decided, and I just wrote an op-ed piece on it, and I'm going to use this podcast. I have now decided to make sure that the names of every student who supports these rapists, murderers, and kidnappers is made public, um, so that we can judge them so that employers can decide, do you want to employ Rhino Workman? Do you want to employ a woman who, who supports rape? Um, would, would you hire somebody from the Ku Klux Klan? Well, Rhino Workman is the Ku Klux Klan. She's the American Nazi party. Um, there's no difference in terms of her uh, attitudes. Um, uh, the Ku Klux Klan believed in lynching uh, blacks and and Rina Workman believes in lynching Jews, um, and the same rules should apply to the Ku Klux Klan, as should apply to uh, organizations that support these these rapists and and murderers and beheaders. Um, and now they're going to start beheading people. They're going to start murdering people. And Rhino Workman is going to find the justification. It's necessary. It's necessary to liberate Palestine uh, to do this. They're going to quote Noam Chomsky. Uh, they're going to quote um, Norman Finkelstein. Norman Finkelstein says these rapists are like the brave Jews who fought against the Nazis in the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. What an obscene comparison. What an obscene human being uh, Norman Finkelstein is and has been years, a Holocaust minimizer who uh, uh, brags that his mother 
was a Holocaust survivor. I really doubt that. Um, but uh, in, in any event, uh, that's not the relevant point. Uh, the relevant point is whether you're the child of a Holocaust survivor or the child of a Holocaust perpetrator, um, if you support Hamas's murderous activities um, in, in, in the Gaza and, and in Israel, you are, you are beneath contempt. And, and therefore, the name of everybody should be publicized. Now, I believe in the marketplace of ideas. You know, I, don't, I wouldn't censor these people. Let uh, Rhino Workman get up uh, in the middle of Washington Square Park and let her make her Ku Klux Klan statements. Let her call for the lynching of Jews. Um, you know, as long as there's not an incitement, a direct incitement is protected by the First Amendment. But I have a First Amendment right to expose her. That's what the marketplace of ideas is all about. I have the same First Amendment right she has. And my First Amendment right includes naming her, exposing her, judging her, holding her accountable, and telling every law firm in the city of New York, do not, do not hire Rhino Workman. Do not let your clients be represented by a Ku Klux Klan member, by a Nazi, by a bigot, by an anti-Semite. Do you want your law firm associated with that kind of Ku Klux Klan mentality? No, you're entitled to know. She may come in for an interview with a nice suit and with a smile and talk about how she's in favor of uh, working class people and she's in favor of transgenders and she's in favor of, 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 of women's rights. And, and, and Probably she is, but she's not going to tell you she's in favor of Hamas people raping women, carrying their bleeding bodies into the streets of Gaza and chanting Allah Akbar, as, as they did not only in, 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 in the streets of Gaza, but in the streets of New York. Uh, not the dragging the bodies, just the cheering and the, the death to Jews chants, which we're hearing all over the United States today. This Friday is going to be uh, a day of uh, praising Hamas's murder and rapes all over the world. And there are going to be people who participate, not only students, but they will be faculty members. they will be administrators. Um, and they will be alumni. And there will be people who will use the names Harvard, Columbia, Princeton, Yale, um, uh, New York City University, NYU, um, as ways of promoting themselves and elevating themselves. Um, and the schools must disassociate themselves. Harvard didn't do enough. Too little, too late. The president of Harvard issued a wishy-washy statement. She didn't condemn these students. She didn't condemn Amnesty International at Harvard for saying that it was completely and wholly the fault of Israel that women got raped. She didn't do that. Uh, and neither did some of the other presidents. There have been some presidents who have been quite good, including the president of the United States, who has been quite good on condemning Hamas, but not the president of Harvard and not some other presidents. Uh, I want to go through each of the presidents when I have time to look at what they've said and see whether they pass any tests. Uh, even people on television, late show hosts, oh, you know, they shed a crocodile tear here and there, but did they condemn Hamas? No, they don't want to lose their audience. They don't want to lose the young people, many of whom are so virulently anti-Israel that they feel it's necessary to rape and to behead in order to achieve results. And it's not only at universities. Today, Black Lives Matter in Chicago. 
issued a tweet in support of Hamas. It showed terrorists coming down to kill innocent people who are at a concert hall, flying down with parasails. And that's part of their tweet. And they stand in support of that. Black lives matter. So do Jewish lives. But apparently, Jewish lives don't matter to the people in Black Lives Matter in Chicago who were behind this, this tweet. You know, you can't have that kind of a double standard. You can't expect people to say we support the lives of only one group, but we are opposed to the lives of other groups. Look, anti-Black discrimination has a long history, and so is anti-Jewish discrimination. What Hamas did in Israel and what Hamas is doing in Gaza today is what the Ku Klux Klan, much worse, much worse, the numbers are much higher, but is what the Ku Klux Klan did in the 1930s and 1940s and 1950s. These were lynchings. And tragically, we are likely to see more of them because Hamas has now said they will, quote, execute. No, it's not execute, it's murder. They will execute um, individual Israelis. Will they pick the babies first? Will they pick the women first? Will they put the people in wheelchairs the way um, a Palestinian terrorist did? And somebody glorified that by making an opera out of it called Klinghoffer, pushing a, a wheelchair-bound old Jew into the into the ocean in the name of Palestine, in the name of Palestine. If you say in the name of Palestine, you can do anything. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting for Rhino Workman to get on television and say, oh yeah, you have to kill a few hostages, uh, maybe even a hundred or 200 hostages. It's necessary to liberate Palestine. It's necessary. The ends justify the means. Um, one African-American, George Floyd, is killed by policemen and it causes an entire reckoning. I talked about that yesterday. Some of you wrote me about that, denying he was murdered. You're wrong, he was murdered. Uh, he didn't die of a drug overdose. Uh, maybe that participated and caused in part this death. But let me tell you, the activities of the policemen played a major role in facilitating his death and, and, and he should have been convicted and he was justifiably convicted. And and, and good people, black and white alike, are entitled to be outraged at what uh, Chauvin and others did on that day. But one, one man caused a reckoning. What's going to happen now that over a thousand Jews have been killed and probably a hundred or more people have been held as hostages and some of them may be killed? Will this finally cause a reckoning? Will people look at Rhino Workman uh, in the class at NYU and say, oh my God? You're supporting rapists? Can you imagine if a club started at NYU, a club of men um, who um, supported rape, saying it's the way to keep women down. Uh, let's, let's just abolish the law of rape and let's whoever the strongest person is, let them prevail. Uh, we're in favor of rape. A, can you imagine NYU admitting such a student? B, can you imagine anybody speaking to such a student? C, can you imagine a group of such a students being allowed to form a club using the name NYU? Well, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. But today, if you're a hard left, progressive, woke 
um, anti-Semitic, anti-Zionist, anti-Israel bigot. Oh, that's okay. That's different. You see, it's not bigotry to be anti the only Jewish state in the world. If it was the only black state, it would be bigotry. But it's not anti-Semitic to be against Israel. It's not anti-Semitic to advocate the rape of Zionists. Zionists don't deserve to be protected from rape. That's not, that's not anti-Semitism. That's, that's politics. We're entitled to talk about politics. No, that's not politics. That's like saying the lynching of black people by the Ku Klux Klan was politics. Of course, there was a political element to it, but it was based on bigotry and racism, as was slavery. Slavery had a political component. Of course it did. It caused the war and it caused the enactment of the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment. Just because something has a political component the way Israel does, doesn't mean that when you pick on only Jews and, and murder Jews because they're Jews. And remember to Hamas, doesn't care about the occupation. They don't live in an occupied area. They live in a completely uh, unoccupied area. Israel left Hamas, uh, Gaza in, 19, in 2005. Uh, it could have been turned into uh, Singapore on the Mediterranean. Uh, they left behind farm implements and equipment and, 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 and operating farms. And instead of the PLO running it, which they were elected to do, Hamas, by violence, took it over and turned it into what people call an open-air prison. It's not an open-air prison. I've been in Gaza. Um, it's, by the way, people say all the time, it's one of the most, sometimes you hear it on television, it's the most densely populated area of the world, or it's one of the most densely populated areas of the world. It's just false. It's not nearly as densely populated as, as Tel Aviv or B'nai Brak. Not, not even close to being as densely populated as as Manhattan or many cities in in Asia, um, um, but it's it's uh, and it's not an open air prison. People are free to go about what they want to do. They have movies, they have television, um, they have restaurants. I ate in one of them, very good restaurant in a place called Khan Yunus. Sorry. Um, uh, you know, yeah, it's a poor it's a poor area because. Hamas has taken all the money that it's been given by uh, international organizations and by Qatar and has turned it into thousands and thousands of rockets. Every single one of those rockets that went into Israel, thousands of them, could feed a family. Every single one of them could feed a family for months. And so don't complain to me about the people of Gaza being poor. Yeah, they're poor because they're, the funds have gone to rockets instead of to food and to medical care and to education. That's the fault of Hamas and the Hamas leadership. And to the extent that people support that, they're not innocent victims. Uh, I'm not talking about babies or, or people who are not able to participate, but people who support and vote for Hamas and people who allow their houses to be used to launch rockets, they're complicitous. Um, you know, they're not perpetrators like those who fire the rockets, but they're on a continuum uh, and and closer to perpetrators than they are to innocent uh, victims. Israel goes out of its way uh, to never, ever kill innocent civilians. But when you plant uh, your rockets 
in the middle of a hospital or in the middle of a mosque and Israel has a choice, destroy the mosque or have the rockets kill innocent Israelis, would any country choose the mosque over their citizens? Of course not. So you're going to get destruction of mosques. You're going to get some collateral deaths of human shields that Hamas has used. But the idea of creating a moral equivalence, a moral equivalence between people who behead, slaughter, and rape deliberately civilians and those who try to defend themselves and in the process occasionally kill a civilian, uh, it's, it's, it's an abomination to make that kind of comparison. I wrote a book some years ago called The Case for Moral Clarity, where I showed a cartoon um, um, which had an Israeli soldier standing in front of a baby carriage to protect it, and a Hamas, quote, terrorist, um, standing behind the baby carriage, using the baby carriage to protect him. That's moral clarity. And that's what's going on in Gaza today. And that's what went on in Israel over this weekend. And so let's bring moral clarity to this. Uh, let's name every single student, every single faculty member, every single administrator, every single person, every member of Black Lives Matter in Chicago who supports Hamas rape and murder, let's identify them. They're not going to be in trouble with their own people about that. Nobody's going to hurt them. Uh, it's not like in the civil rights period where if your name was revealed, you might end up uh, being lynched or, or, or hurt in other ways. No, the only people being threatened physically on campus are pro-Israel supporters. Uh, I don't know of a single instance of a pro-Hamas supporter who's been exposed to um, actual violence and, and, and hurt. So the only reason these folks don't want to use their names, the only reason that um, Rhina signed her name Rhina instead of Rhina Workman is she's ashamed. She doesn't want people to know that she supports rapists. She doesn't want them to know that she's a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, no, it's a little different. Um, but it's the Ku Klux Klan. She doesn't want them to know she's wearing a swastika under her sweater. Uh, she doesn't want them to know that uh, she supports the killing of Jews. But she does. And I want them to know. I want everybody to know. I want every law firm in the city of New York to have the name Rhino Workman hanging in their anteroom. Do not hire this woman. I want every professor to know. No, no, don't grade her down. If she's an A student, I have my doubts about that. If she's an A student, give her an A, anonymous grading. We don't want anybody to be graded down because of their views. We don't want Nazis to be graded down because of their views. If you're a Ku Klux Klan member and you're the best student in the class, we'll give you the A. Um, uh, that's the way grading should be, but that's not the way jobs should be. People shouldn't be hired based on their race, on their gender, on the basis of identity politics. They should be hired on the basis of merit. <clears throat> and merit includes what you support and what you don't support. So it's part of meritocracy and it's part of transparency to make sure the names of all these people are well known. So if any of my viewers and listeners know the names of people, I've been trying to get the names of the members of Amnesty International at Harvard, because that's a major organization. 
and they're hiding behind it. I want to know the names of the students. Now, some students will come back and say, well, we don't support rape. We don't support uh, murder. We just belong to the organization. Okay, disassociate yourself from that petition. But if you don't, silence is complicity. And we're going to hold you responsible. But you have the right to disassociate yourself. You have the right to make sure that Rhino Workman is no longer the president of the Student Bar Association. If you're a member of the Student Bar Association, the Student Bar Association, they're supposed to represent ethics. They're supposed to represent the best of the profession. Can you imagine students voting for a member of the Ku Klux Klan to be the president of the Student Bar Association? Well, that's who Rhino Workman is. And let's not mince words about that. That's who she is. And that's who people are who support these rapists and these murderers. So let's hold them accountable. Again, I do not want to censor them. I want to know everything. I want to know what they stand for. I want to know what they don't stand for. I want to know who they support. I want to know who they oppose. And I want to know who they are. Don't hide. The marketplace of ideas requires Disclosure, transparency. Can't have a partial marketplace. If you think your life is in danger, okay. Uh, make an application to have your name not used. Um, but if, 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 if your excuse is, oh, my parents won't like it, well, then don't do it. If my excuse is my employer won't like it, fine, your employer shouldn't like it. And he or she has the right not to hire you based on that. If excuses my friends won't like it, good. Good, your friends shouldn't like it. This is not McCarthyism. This is the opposite of McCarthyism. McCarthyism was in favor of censorship. I'm in favor of the open marketplace of ideas, but I mean the open marketplace of ideas, not the marketplace of ideas in which people use Amnesty International and the Student Bar Association as a way of hiding their identity so that they can get the satisfaction of saying to their few close personal friends, see, see, I support Hamas, aren't I a good guy? But don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody, because if anybody finds out about it, nobody's going to want to be my friend. Well, tragically, people are going to want to be Rhino Workman's friend. She doesn't have anything to worry about. There are enough radical, bigoted, um, anti-Semitic people like Rhino Workman who will be her friends. So she has nothing to worry about. I'm not going to be her friend. I'm not going to give her a job. I'm not going to let my clients be represented by somebody like that. Uh, of course not. I mean, especially if you have a Jewish client. Would you want a Jewish client to be represented by a woman who believes in Jews being killed and raped and murdered because it's necessary? No, that would be unethical behavior to ask a client to be represented by Somebody that that would be like asking an African American to rep, be represented by a member of the Ku Klux Klan. No, I don't think any bar association would ever say that um, somebody should be represented uh, by the Ku Klux Klan if they're black or if they support civil liberties. So, so let's be very, very clear. All the people. All the people, the 30 some odd clubs at Harvard, the clubs at Yale, the clubs at Columbia, the clubs at the City University of New York, uh, the Bar Association of NYU, they are the Ku Klux Klan of America. 
year 2023. You are the ones who support lynching. You are the ones who support kidnapping. You are the ones who support rape. You are the sexists. You are the supporters of sexism and rape and bigotry and anti-Semitism. Let's not mince words. Defend yourself. Identify yourself. Don't hide. If you hide, we'll identify you. I'll identify you. And I'm proud of it. I'm a civil libertarian. I hate McCarthyism. This isn't McCarthyism. This is freedom of speech. This is John Stuart Mill. This is Thomas Jefferson. This is America. If you have a point of view, express it, but be held responsible for it. Don't hide behind organizations. Okay, we only have time for a few letters today, but let's get to them. Okay, here's one. Why would Jews run the world's largest concentration camp, the Gaza Strip? So that's a typical, again, anti-Semitic canard that Jews run the Gaza Strip. There isn't a single Jew in the Gaza Strip. Every single Jewish settler left in 2005. There isn't a single Jewish soldier as of now in the Gaza Strip. There will be. Um, But when all these occurred, the Gaza Strip was not run by Jews. It was not run by by Israel. In fact, between 2005 and 2007, when Hamas took over, there weren't even controls externally. Once Hamas took over and started firing rockets into Israel, of course, any democracy would do what Israel did. Control the borders. Don't let the rockets come in. And of course, Hamas built tunnels under Egypt, under um, Stayrot and areas in Israel, and they smuggled in um, rockets. The money for that was provided by Iran. Um, the Gaza is not an open air concentration camp to the extent that there are any limitations on the freedom of the people of Gaza. It's imposed by Hamas. Sure. If you support the Palestinian authority, you'll be thrown off the roof. If you are a Christian, you'll be murdered. If you are gay, you will be castrated. Um, so yeah, uh, it, there are elements of a prison there, but that's not has nothing to do with being a Jew. It has nothing to do with, <clears throat> with Israel. It has everything to do with, with Hamas. Uh, <clears throat> okay, I'll just read one letter, but there are probably a hundred that are the same. And um, the letter basically says, it's all your fault, Dershowitz, because you voted for uh, Barack Obama. I'm sorry, I did the second time. You voted for, for Biden. Let me tell you, I'm very proud of Joe Biden for what he said. He made a very strong statement. And yes, I am a Democrat. I'm a Democrat because I support a woman's right to choose, because I support uh, gay rights, because I support separation of church and state, because I support reasonable controls on the environment, reasonable gun control, uh, a Supreme Court that is moderate. Yeah, I'm a Democrat and I hold myself responsible for voting for Joe Biden, again, I voted for Barack Obama openly and knowingly the first time I was fooled into voting for him. The second time, I wish I had voted for Mitt Romney, but I didn't. Um, but uh, this has nothing to do. It didn't matter who, who the president is. Uh, Iran was planning this uh, for years, um, and Hamas was planning it for years, and it was going to happen. Anyway, <clears throat> 
Professor, with the amount of support being shown on college campuses for the Hamas terrorists, one has to question whether the university system in this country is still a force for good or if it is degenerated into radical leftist threat to the country. A little of both. Universities are great if you take science. If you take STEM, science, technology, you know, math, um, um, that's Harvard is a great place, engineering. But um, some of the other disciplines, uh, I worry. If you take <clears throat> ethnic studies, you know, if you take uh, critical, which is really uncritical, race theory, no, I don't think universities uh, do a lot of good in those uh, areas. Also, students don't get jobs and don't make a living when they major in subjects like that, which is why at places like Harvard, students are moving away from the humanities and moving much more towards STEM and toward uh, the hard sciences. Uh, and medical uh, pre-med and things like that. Uh, and that's that's understandable. Okay, letter after letter, why are you still a Democrat, etc. <clears throat> Remember, according to the left, uh, silence is complicity and silence is violence. Obama is complicit, giving Iran all that money. Look, I, I do think that Obama was wrong. And I think, I think that uh, Biden was wrong to give money to um, Iran. I hope <clears throat> that they freeze the money. I hope the money isn't given because money is fungible. Uh, first of all, Iran doesn't use money for humanitarian purposes. They wouldn't know what a humanitarian purpose was if they fell over it. Um, they use the money that's given to them for food and medicine to build rockets. And um, if they don't use it directly, then they don't use it. They don't need to then spend the money on the medicine and the food. They spend it on, on the rockets. So, um, Spot on, Alan. As an Armenian, I stand with you and all the Jews. As a Jew, I stand with the Armenians. Uh, remember what the first, the first anti-Christian Muslim massacre in modern history, I'm not talking about the Crusades in that period of time, was the Armenian genocide. The Armenian genocide was a Muslim-inspired anti-Christian genocide, and it was a genocide. And I've said that from the beginning. And my dear friend, Elie Wiesel said that. And, um, and uh, uh, I think that we all should recognize that genocide. And that genocide was a precursor of the Nazi genocide. Hitler said, who remembers the Armenians? And today people ask, who remembers the Jews? Who remembers the Jews? Who remembers never again? What we saw the other day were more Jews being killed in one day than were killed in Kristallnacht in the run-up to the to the Holocaust. Will the world remember or will CNN begin to show pictures of Palestinians being inadvertently killed because they were human shields and people will start crying for the Palestinians and blaming Israel and forgetting all about the atrocities of this past week? I hope not. I'll keep reminding you. See you tomorrow. <clears throat> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.